Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Woman podcast. Today, we are talking about how to turn around a struggling business. Now, this could be struggling in the entirety of your business, or this could be struggling in a certain aspect of your business. We're going to go through both and show you what kinds of questions to ask yourself to get clarity on what you need to do differently to turn around your struggling business or the aspect of your business that is a struggle for you right now. So I'm Amira Alvarez. I am the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman, and I'm super excited that you've joined us today and you're listening in. We love our community and we love all your comments. We love your emails. We love your thumbs up. We love, we love that you're listening and that you share this with your friends and colleagues as well. It really makes a difference uh, to us. We put a lot of love and effort into getting this material out there. And if, if you are so inclined to share it with people, that would just be huge for us. Okay, let's dive into this material. So first thing is, there are lots of reasons why you might be struggling right now and why your business might be struggling. So we're going to have to figure out what the key things are that need to be attended to so that you can turn it around. Without that level of clarity, you're, you're going to stay in confusion. You're going to stay on that sort of never enough wheel where you're just trying to put out fire after fire or do more or, or that implosion piece where you just want to hide under the covers and not deal with anything because nothing's working. All of that is, is, not, is not a solution. So we have to figure out what the actual causes are for you in your business and turn those around. So there are lots of reasons for that. This podcast, this one episode is not going to be able to go through each and every nuanced uh, minor issue that might be coming up. You have a unique business and you have to treat it as such, right? Like you don't have to, to have a one size fits all solution to your particular issue. That being said, there are some commonalities and there's some key questions that I'm going to walk you through that will help you get clarity. And, you know, of course, this is what I do with my clients in, in detail with their business. I look at exactly what they're missing, what they're not seeing and help them figure out a plan to turn it around and really like dial in that new business model, dial in the changes that have to happen so that they can move through this, this either long time struggle or this plateau that they've hit. So uh, first, you need to know that there's lots of reasons. Second, you need to know that this is not going to cover every last reason. You have to have a reasonable expectation of this podcast. That being said, I have done this a lot and I want to share with you my framework, how I think about people's businesses when they're struggling and how I look at what needs to, to change in order for them to turn it around. Okay. So this framework is it can be used for the, the entire business or it can be used for an aspect of your business that might be struggling. For instance, 
your sales and marketing might be go going great, but you have a lot of team turnover or your team is great. Your time management is great. Your operations are great, but the money's not coming in. So different aspects of the business have, have to be looked at as well. Okay. So the first question I'm going to ask you is, has your business always been struggling? Okay. This is a binary question. Yes or no. Have you always been in struggle? Has there always been a certain element, a certain quantity, a certain amount of struggle? Just check yes if, if that's true. By the way, I'm thinking that we're going to put together a handy reference guide for you for this episode. So this is episode 310. So we will do a download of a handy reference guide, like a decision matrix for you on this. And we're going to put that together for you, my team and I. So when you listen to this, if you want that handy reference guide and you want to follow along with the material that I'm sharing here, please go to theunstoppablewoman.com slash E310 for episode 310. So that's theunstoppablewoman.com slash E310 for the handy reference guide decision matrix. Okay. So the first question is, has it always been struggling? Now, sometimes it's always struggling because you've just started the business. So you're new into it and new is a, you know, it could be three months. It could be two years, but there's a, there's a spectrum for new. So are you new to business? And is it simply a question of I'm new and I don't know how to run a business yet. Maybe it's my first business or I've never done this before. And I, I don't have the skill set required to actually run a business. You might know something, you might have a service offering or a product offering that you are an expert in and very knowledgeable in, but you don't know how to actually run a business. If this is the case, if this is the why it's always been struggling, then you're going to want to raise your skill set on marketing, sales, um, how to create an offer, how to price your product or service, um, all those sort of fundamental uh, aspects of doing business. How to, you know, next steps after that would be how to run a team and how to run systems and scaling and things like that. But first and foremost, it's marketing and sales and having a viable product or service offering. And if you're interested in learning about any, how to do any of that, you know, again, always reach out to us. We have tons of resources around this. Some are free and some are, are paid, but like reach out. We've got great stuff that helps you with marketing, sales, creating offers, all of that. Um, particularly our, our marketing and messaging classes, a really good one. Okay. So now what if, what if you're not new, but it's always been struggling? Okay. Then we need to recognize that generally speaking, that is not just a skill set issue or a need to do action issue. And we're going to cover a bunch of those, but it's also, or primarily a self-image and identity issue because we will only be able to experience the level of goodness. That's my generic term for grace, ease, 
the opposite of struggle, if you will. We will only be able to experience that based on what we see as available for us. Our identity matches a certain level of ease and grace. And you have a set point for that based on your old self-image and identity. So we would need to work on helping you change your your self-image and identity in order to create a new set point for yourself in terms of ease and grace and the opposite of, of struggle. Okay, so I would definitely be looking at that. If you've always been struggling and it's not new, then I'm also gonna be asking you questions like, at what point did it go from no struggle to struggle? Was it struggling in the beginning, then it became no struggle, and now it's struggling again? Has there always been struggle there? Or has there never been struggle up until this point? We need to identify at, at what point were you making money not in the struggle, and at what point did it become that you weren't making money and you're now in the struggle? And, and this is a very important uh, question to answer because many people go into magical thinking, thinking that it used to be so easy and now I've got it so hard or that this is a new struggle. And you really have to look at that because oftentimes it's a set point like I made mention already and we actually need to do the inner game work so that we can then have you executing the outer game work more effectively and more efficiently to solve this this issue and, and turn around the struggle in your business because sometimes it's just a set point that I, I like you always create chaos you always create confusion you always create overwhelm you always create disappointment you always create almost making your goal but not quite right there's all these patterns to look at so I'm going to be asking you to really look at that. Okay, on the outer game side of things, if you're not new in business and it was easy at one point and it's not easy now, or even if it has always been a, a struggle, I'm going to ask you first to look at your offer, what you're offering for sale. This could be a product or a service. You might have multiple offers. You need to look at whether what you're offering for sale, for money, actually solves a problem. And is it a big enough problem that people will pay for it? If it's a small problem that people will pay for, then we need to look at, do you have a big enough market? Okay, it, like a Q-tip is a great example. It's inexpensive and it solves a small problem but it's a small problem that a lot of people have. They, they want to dry their ears and get the, the stuff out of their ears. So Q-tip makers get to work on the real problem, low price quantity side of things. So you first need to figure out though, if you're actually solving a problem that people outside of you think that they want and need to be solved. So, I've had met much experience with people who have great ideas that they themselves think are amazing, but there's no one who is saying to them, that's a great idea. That's a problem I want solved. That's something I'll pay for. 
And so you really have to, you have to do the honest legwork on that. There are people who are innovators, who are uh, inventors, and sometimes they're ahead of the curve and they can see what other people can't see and, and recognize that there's a problem that needs to be solved that people haven't recognized already. But then when they put it in front of people, they're like, oh my God, this is amazing, okay? That's a problem that, that's worth solving and you can play with that uh, inventor mentality. But most people in business need to be looking at problems that are already existing for people and need to be solved, that people are willing to pay for a solution to. Okay, now you might have uh, what you consider a, a luxury service that you're like, well, that's not really a problem. They just want it. Like maybe it's perfume, right? You just want to smell lovely. It's not really a problem. You're not using it like people used to use perfume to like cover up stink. You're using it as an something additive to your life. Well, you have to go a little deeper there. Do women want to feel sexy? Do women want to feel special? Do women want to feel sensual? Do they want to be connected to their senses? What does that do for them? And then think, okay, well, if it does that for them, what problem does it solve? Oh yeah, that's a pretty big problem. She wants to feel sexy um, when she's going out on a date, right? And that's a, she wants to feel lit up and confident when she's going out on a date with her partner or with someone new. And that's, a, that's something that they would pay for, right? That's a problem. It's not really a problem problem, but it's like a challenge that they would like to, to have solved. So you first want to really identify if your offer is something that solves a problem and solves a problem the way your pr prospective clients want it solved. So this then you need to um, think with, does your business model for selling that offer scale? This is a, a time question. Like, do you have enough time to deliver the level of service that you have? Do you love what you do or are you packaging it in a way that you hate and you're swimming upstream? Uh, does it scale? What's the fastest path to cash? Like, have you looked at all of those things? These are all business model is wrapped up in, in offers in this very simplistic way of looking at turning around a struggling business. Okay, then I'm going to ask you to look at whether you've priced it properly. And that's often where people go awry. They've priced their service or their product too low. And there's just no way for them to make enough money with the level of clientele and the quantity that they're selling right now and how that, that offer is packaged. So is it priced properly? Um, are you actually selling it? So this then becomes a, a two-part question. Are you not selling it because you don't have leads coming in? In which case I'm gonna ask you, are you doing outbound? Are you doing outreach? Are you engaged in active marketing of yourself on social media, in, in networking groups and referral marketing? There's so many different ways to do marketing. Are you actually doing the work to bring in leads and to sell them? This, is, this means that 
You need to learn how to do high integrity sales. You need to get over your fear of being salesy. Um, you need to stop getting ready to get ready and just start. A lot of people keep putting that off until they have all the things set up in their business and they wonder why they're struggling and not making enough money. They haven't been doing what moves money, which is required. Okay. Sales is what moves money. You have to make a sale in order to earn money in your business. So again, that could be an inner game piece. Your identity and your belief structure is set up so that you're pushing sales away and saying, that's not for me. I don't want to do it. You have a double bind around it. We would have to unpack all of that. Okay. But so you, you have to ask a clarity question here and really identify, are you doing the work to to, to sell what you already have created. And that's marketing work and sales work. So let's go into marketing now. Are you doing marketing? Okay, this is just fundamental. You need to, to self-assess. And, and if you're doing marketing, is it working? What needs to be adjusted? Oftentimes you have to, to do it differently or do more, okay? So sometimes it's about raising your game in terms of capacity that you're just not putting enough out there or you're not putting enough out there in the right way. Uh, you have a visibility issue. Again, that's an inner game piece that needs to be worked through and you need to actually then go to that. Okay, so that's, that's number four. There are offers along with business model, priced properly is number two. Are you actually doing the work of sales? Are you doing the work of marketing? And then do you have the support that you need. Oftentimes people are in overwhelm and they feel like they're always behind the eight ball and they can't get ahead, but they're unwilling to invest in getting the support that they need. And support, what does that look like? It looks like a number of different things. It looks like team members. You know, it could be a personal assistant, it could be housekeeper, it could be mother's helper on the, the personal side. It could be, um, you know, a, a receptionist, it could be an office manager, it could be a, uh, someone who runs your marketing department, it could be a director of ops, it could be a copywriter, right? What do you actually, what's actually taking up your time? If you could free up that time and put it to what would move the needle in your business, then that's what you need to hire next. That's very simplistic, but it's a good rubric. So are you resisting hiring people to help support you. And I see lots of uh, noise around this, that people take a long time to do this or say they don't have the money to do it or say they can't. Um, so you, you really want to, to start looking at that because in order to move out of struggle, you do need support there. And sometimes support is working with either someone like me, who is a mentor, a teacher, a coach who's gone through business after business and help them turn it around and um, understands, you know, the inner game and the outer game so that you can get help quickly and you fast track turning things around and, and, and you close the gap on time there or, or with someone else. Right. But, but like, look at what kind of help you need to really turn your business around, because sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. And, and knowledge is the first step for you. Okay. The next thing is that you have to look at our systems. These are the outer game pieces. The, the system side are things like, do you have good contracts? Do you have um, good accounts receivable? Do you have operational efficiency? Where are things 
more challenging than they need to be because it's a systems issue. That's an outer game piece as well. And it, and it includes, I'm going to throw communication in there, both for systems and, and uh, team support, getting support. Cleaning up your communication is a huge piece. And again, that goes in inner game too. There's a crossover there. So those would be the outer game places that I would look at in that order. Your offer with business model, pricing. Um, are you doing the work of sales? Are you doing the work of marketing? Uh, do you have the right team and support to, to really scale your business quickly? And do you have the right systems in place for efficiency so that you're, you, you don't have to stay in the struggle? So again, I've talked about the inner game quite a bit um, as a sort of side note to the outer game pieces that I'm looking at, but I just want to emphasize that 80% of it is inner game. 80% is inner game. Your subconscious programming is what determines whether you will actually take action on any of these things that I've outlined for you. That That is like, the key to the kingdom is being able to, to recognize that you have a, an old subconscious program that is running you and it's, it, it's determining how you look at everything that comes into your world and it determines your outcome. So if you've been in struggle for a long time, if you've been in chaos or confusion for a long time, if you've had the set point of the grumpies or always being disappointed, or always in a complaint, even if it's not out loud, but in your head, you have to know that this subconscious program and, and your self-image and identity is what drives everything. It's, it's, it's the key to whether you're gonna be successful or not, and learning how to change that is super, super critical. So now let's, let's dive into if it was working and now it's not. Okay, if it was working and now it's not. Here we ask the question from the perspective of the law of cause and effect. So the law of cause and effect says that for every outcome or every effect or every result, there is a cause. So if you've actually had success and ease previously, but now you don't, something has changed. And we need to figure out what has changed and, and put the correct cause into place. So lots of things that we've already talked about apply here as well. But you're going to want to think, what's changed with my offers or business model? What's changed with my pricing? What's changed with my sales? What's changed with my marketing? Have you changed any of the activities that you were doing? I see this a lot. Oh, I used to get so many leads from this. And that is the thing that the person has stopped doing. So you have to just get really honest. Oh, the thing that brought me leads, I'm not doing anymore. And I need to go do that again. Okay. This is cause and effect. It's not magical thinking. Uh, we're going to look at like whether you changed your target audience. Uh, maybe there was an outside circumstance, okay? So this is less something that you change, but something outside of you that changed that you haven't responded to appropriately. So that might be, maybe a new technology has come into your um, 
industry and you haven't gotten on board with that. And so all your prospective clients are going someplace else. Um, maybe there's a new player in your industry. So there's more competition. Um, maybe the law has changed for your industry. Maybe there's COVID, right? That was a big outside uh, circumstance. Maybe there's new regulations. Um, and, and maybe your support team has changed, right? That would be an inside to your, your business uh, shift, but you're going to want to look at what things outside of yourself have changed. Maybe you had a relationship shift, a divorce, or uh, you got into a new relationship and it's thrown things off. There's all sorts of things that could be happening with your family and friends that are outside circumstances. In me saying that, I am not saying let that create struggle. This is a point of identify what's changed so we can adjust our response to it. Because if you don't want to be in struggle and something outside of yourself has changed, you still need to take personal responsibility to put new causes into effect and, and respond appropriately to that issue. Now, the biggest cause that I want you to look at is hitting your upper limit for what you perceive as being available to you. So what I see happening quite a bit with people is they solve something in their business, it becomes easier, and they have a set point of chaos, or they have a set point of confusion, or they have a set point of uh, overwhelm or busy, and they go right back to that set point. So they create noise, they create challenges to go back to that set point of struggle. So I want you to think about that with yourself and see if that lands. Now, all of these same questions can be asked in relationship to one area of your business. What's changed in your marketing? Has a person changed there? Has, has the amount of money you've um, been spending on your ads changed? Is the offer you're putting out in your ads different, right? Like all the questions that I ask for the business in general, you can ask for all these subsets as well. So look at that and apply it to the areas of your business that are struggling at the moment. And then finally, my last point for you here is to adjust who you're being and what you're doing based on looking at this data, this information. Not what I think is happening, but what is actually happening. So we've identified through this, this query, through this line of questioning, what's actually going on. And then you have to identify who you need to be and what you need to do to turn this around. And I'm going to say this in the opposite order. You need to identify what you need to do to turn this around. And then you need to identify who you need to be in order to be someone who actually does that without the struggle. Okay, I'm Amira Alvarez. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you got tremendous value out of it. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Take care, be unstoppable. 
Hey, thanks so much for joining us and being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. We have got a ton of free resources for scaling your business at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. And you can find that link in the description below. So go ahead and check those out. And we'd also love your help in getting our message out to more and more women. If you'd be willing to share this video with all the unstoppable women in your life, that would be fantastic. And while you're at it, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Reviews, likes, and comments are greatly appreciated. We go in and read them all. So thank you for those. And thanks for listening and be unstoppable.